0: Welcome to Queer Conversation with Ellie Morgan. My name is Silke Bader. Ellie Morgan is an actor, writer, musician, and she has appeared on SBS's The Feed. Ellie produced and starred in the short film Her Own Music, which premiered at the 2020 Sydney Film Festival. In 2021, her own music was nominated for the My Queer Career Awards at Mardi Gras Film Festival. Where Ellie won Best Performance and her own music also took home the Audience Choice Award. Ellie is also the co creator of the web series How to Be Queer, winner of the 2020 Melbourne Queer Film Festival's Pitch Please competition, with their pilot opening the 2021 edition of the festival and having its international premiere at Outfest LA 2021. In 2020, Ellie independently released the singles Quiet Australian and Isolation Song, which music videos is directed by Miranda Middleton. Ellie also writes for television with two TV series in development, Not Sure Yet and Girl Crush the series. Let's talk about the upcoming show mm-hmm. and what can people expect? What's queer about the show?
1: What's queer about the show? Well, me. And um, I talk a lot in the show about um, accepting my bisexuality and accepting my sexuality even when I don't look queer. So for example, uh, I'm currently dating a man and so when I walk down the street I don't look queer. Um, I know I am. But in the show my character, which is essentially me, is is really self-conscious about that and doesn't want to talk about it and is quite um, self-critical about that. When in actual fact, it's like so fine. So I go on this journey throughout the show of learning to accept my bisexuality, my pansexuality, my sexually fluid, my sexual fluidity. And um, yeah, I feel like that's the thing that lots of bisexual and pansexual people can relate to, is feeling valid no matter who you're dating. Because it's not who you're dating that's reflective of you. Like you know who you are, so that's what's what's queer about my show. I talk it's it's I go on this big journey of self acceptance I guess you'd say so accepting where I'm at with my mental health accepting accepting climate change accepting that it's here and that um, I don't have all the answers but I'm still gonna show up and I'm still gonna be part of the conversation so for me that's it's um, a big intersection like like my queerness my mental health um, climate change, climate anxiety, all, all of it kind of sits in the same like room for me. A part of the same conversation as, as of just learning to accept myself for who I am, yeah.
0: I enjoyed the um, the um, video that we've just seen. <laughs> That's one one of the songs that you will perform in your upcoming show. Yeah. What was the motivation for that song?
1: Um, I literally wrote it the day I got let go from my job because um, I was working in a kids' hospital entertaining um, the children in the hospital. And just because of COVID, they couldn't retain all of their staff. So I got fired and I was sitting at my piano and I just started writing that song. Initially as a joke, I was like, I was like, I need to process my grief. And so I was like, just kind of singing stream of consciousness. And then when I showed it to Miranda, um, the director of Not Today, she was like, "That sounds great." I showed it to her as a joke. I was like, "I wrote this joke." She saw "Song the other day," and she's like, "No, that sounds that sounds great." And I was like, "Really?" And so then I just kind of kept sitting with it and minded it for um, more material, and it ended up in the show. Yeah.
0: You, if you um, can des- describe the style of of your performance for somebody who has not seen you in any capacity as as a writer or performer, how would you describe your mm-hmm. style?
1: Is it? I would say. The style is um anxious, self-deprecating comedy. Um, but t- underneath hides a lot of truth. So yeah, it's like very, it's very young. At, it's definitely an extension of me. So it's basically a young millennial dealing with mm. um, life. Um, so yeah, it's very. Very fast paced. It is called Not Today. It's going to be at Melbourne International Comedy Festival from April 19th to April 23rd.
0: I really see you as a, um, uh, an artist of many traits. You are a writer, a singer performer. What do you, how do you see yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a multidisciplinary artist. So I go towards whichever medium I think best suits the particular story or conversation um, that I want to talk about. And so that could be, yeah, songwriting, screenwriting, or um, theater playwriting. Um, Yeah. And it's taken me a bit of time to accept that I am (laughs) I do like dabbling in lots of different mediums. I think when I first started out, I was like, I have to pick one. But actually, I think it's grown to be um, almost a strength. I think people enjoy um, yeah, lots of different mediums, and the way that you use it can be really interesting. So yeah, I'm a multidisciplinary artist. I'm very self-conscious, and I actually am quite introverted. And um, I have a very loud, critical voice in my head that actually, like often being like, no, stop, what are you doing? Go home, don't go to the party, go away, like, like, I'm, I have to actively tell that voice that I'm okay, it's okay, and that putting my ideas out there is worthwhile, so that might be surprising, because it might look like I create a lot of things, but yeah, I have to overcome that voice. I have, I've been singing since I was a kid. Like I used to run in circles around my parents' dining room table singing um, Doa Deer" from The Sound of Music. <laughs> Cause why not <laughs> sing that whilst running around in circles? Anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've been singing my whole life. Um, I was trained classically, so I have that technique. Um, but then, I desi- it took me a while. I actually took a break from music from like 18 to, yeah, like 23, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna do it anymore. Cause I wasn't sure how to rectify my classical training with, with the songs I love, which were folk songs, like indie songs, um, even pop songs and, and like dance pop. I was like, how do I marry that with my training? But actually folk music is really, like it's really easy to sing folk music if you have that training and that stability um, in your voice. And it also, I was also part like, and parcel with me accepting how my voice sounds i think when you're a kid you're like i need to sound like beyonce or like you know alicia keys or something and i was like you know what i'm i'm going to embrace my folky roots (laughs) and i like just love singing folk i love it so much so um yeah i i've been writing songs all my life i started writing songs when i was a kid um and never really thought anything of it until the last like three years
0: okay which instrument is your favorite instrument to play and what oh that's
1: a good question um it's the guitar. I actually only started playing the guitar properly like two years ago, which is fairly recent <laughs> for me. Um, I, I'm i surprised I'm performing with it on stage, to be honest, because my perfectionist t- tendency is usually like, you can't play an instrument until you've played for like 10 years. Um, but yeah, I, it's guitar. Guitar is so beautiful. It's it. Not only does it sound beautiful and it have such beautiful resonance, um, acoustic guitars, but they're also so percussive and so it's like a drum and an instrument like it's melodic and percussive all in the one and it can really set a tone and kind of it, I feel I feel so emotional when I hear a guitar and the way you play it can really yeah affect it's just like got so much variety it's we got funding from Melbourne Queer Film Festival to make the pilot, mm-hmm. and we've written the rest of the series, um, but it's still in pre production for the rest. So, How to Be Queer is about Naomi, who is like a young mid 20s young professional who loves to plan her life and she's achieved she's created the perfect five-year plan in order to achieve happiness in the next five years um and she has a best friend called patrick and they go out to a party one night and she usually wins patrick because she's the planner she's really good at it and She's just gotten a promotion at work, so she's like, okay, well next on my to-do list is to find the fiance, so I'm gonna wing them you and myself tonight. It should be totally fine, because I do it for you all the time, so it should be natural. And then she goes to the party and finds that she doesn't get along with any of the men that she tries to speak to. And then she, but just by chance, strikes up a conversation with a woman, and then they hit it off, and an almost kiss happens, and she realizes that she's queer, and then, she has to redo her entire five year plan in order to try and fit her sexual adolescence, um, her queer awakening in there somehow, which she wasn't planning for. So that's what It's actually targeted towards people who realize they were queer later in life. Because I think the narrative, when Claire Kavanagh, who's, who co-wrote, writes it with me and I were chatting, um, we were talking about how often you get told that queer people know that they're queer when they're like, kids and like they're born that way and like obviously they are but you know they know it all the time whenever they come out their parents are like I always knew it I knew you were clear. Mm. it's okay and they have this big moment but that wasn't actually how it was for me and it wasn't how it was for Claire either so we kind of figured it out later. I think it also has to do with the fact that I was going through my sexual awakening during the time of the plebiscite here in Australia and I think the plebiscite was interesting because people had to come out and all of a sudden like demand their right to be here which we shouldn't ever ask of anybody and one of the narratives going around is like people know they're queer they're like people know they're queer from a young age it was just one of the the narratives which is like you can't force people to change um you know and I think I got it a bit muddled up and I was like oh I think you're meant to know so like if I don't know then I think I'm invalid but yeah I think it's it's so true you can come out at any time even like Married women, people, women married to men. I hear them sometimes being like, "Oh, I'm straight, but I, I have such a crush on this woman. I would sleep, I would go gay for her. I'd sleep with her." And I'm like, "You know, you can be bisexual. I like, know. Uh, you can be married and be bisexual. Yeah. You can be married to a man and be bisexual. It's totally fine. And you can come out whilst you're married to a man. That's totally fine." Um, I do love honest lyrics um, that are almost. Yeah, like storytelling. So I really love Phoebe Bridges. She's a young um, rock indie artist right now. I'm obsessed with her. Um, but She she paints such vivid pictures in her songs. And I do love musical comedians like Bo Burnham and Tim Minchin, who um, are very tongue-in-cheek with their lyrics. Same with Kate Miller Heike, an Australian artist. She, she's very tongue-in-cheek with their lyrics. I really love when people aren't afraid to be cheeky or funny in songs and to inject personality and just gags in songs. I find it really invigorating. So I've definitely channeled that into my songwriting. And I'm also just quite, I process the world through humor. So it, once I finally let myself put humor into my songs, it unlocked songwriting for me because I just let myself be myself. Um, well, I've got a show on at Sydney Comedy Festival called My Show Didn't Fit on This Stage, but it was going to be not today but Not Today didn't fit on the (laughs) stage. So I'm writing a new show. I'm not sure what it's gonna be. Um, I'm gonna figure that out later. Uh, But that's next, Um, I'm gonna do that. And then after that, I would actually love to uh, release an EP or an album. I'm also hoping to develop a TV show that I'm developing um, and a feature film, all to do with queerness, climate change, climate anxiety, mental health and those intersections.
0: We haven't talked about your passion there on climate change and yeah, tell me what's what's going on there for you.
1: Well it mainly stems from, uh, I kind of think about climate change and tackle climate change more from the mental health aspect and angle. So for me climate change, not only has it been very sad to see the effects of climate change, um, but I have, I live with constant anxiety about climate change, as, I'm, as lots of people, lots and lots of people actually do, um, and it's really affecting our younger generations, and I just see it, and I see how people struggle to put words to what they're feeling, and communication is one of the key ways you can overcome things like anxiety or depression or because we've worked out there's climate anxiety, there's also climate grief, which is the phenomenon where you're actively and constantly grieving for the world that we will lose and the world that we're already losing. So um, I'm just hoping, as an artist, that I can be the bridge for people experiencing these feelings to talk about them and also hopefully understand it a bit more. Because I think once you articulate something, it helps you kind of see it and, be able to tackle it. So I'm hoping that by talking about it, we just get used to, A, that we kind of accept that these, these things are here and we need to realize that they're here, because part of like the problem is people don't talk about it. And people <laughs> deny that it's happening, which especially in this country, which is hard. Um, but yeah, talk about it and then hopefully push through it or come out the other side and find hope and find ways to show up each day and keep, um, yeah, mm. being hopeful, essentially.
0: Well, one of the worst things that can happen is for anyone, especially the youth, to lose hope, because our hope is in the youth, because you're the ones who are voting in the next government and the government after that. Exactly. So um, that you keep up that conversation and that people feel there been, you know, there is a community there. I think this is really important. So through the
1: show, I learned that. A, I can't fix climate change by myself, Um, but B, you can't really fix anything until you check in and see how you are and then go from there. So that's
0: the journey. Thank you, Ellie, for joining us today. And um, look forward to seeing the show. If you enjoy Queer Conversation, make sure to check out our website, lotl.com, where you will find more content on LGBTQI plus topics. And don't forget to follow follow us on social media. My name is Sulgur Beider and thank you for your company.